The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. Welcome to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, we've got a fantastic program in store for you today. We're going to talk with Keith Bodin with Concho Oil and Gas. Fantastic interview coming up in just a minute. But yeah, like I said, you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about those Haynesville Austin chalk shale plays, as well as some infrastructure down there in Lake Charles. And that impacts everybody from Canada over to the state of Washington, down to California, over to Florida, and up into the New York area, and everybody in between, because it is one of those things where construction companies, engineering companies, all kinds of different organizations contribute to America's energy and infrastructure. It's something else. I'll tell you the way the economy works, the way the world goes around. Okay, I say we get right into today's program. Let's get into Keith Bodin with Concho Oil and Gas. My name is Keith Bodin, and I'm working for Concho Oil and Gas. Outstanding, and uh, thank you for joining the program here today. Now, uh, quickly, let's get a nice update on the oil and gas industry. You mentioned it slowed down a little bit there in uh, Louisiana. Yeah, Louisiana has some issues issues with all oil and gas industry. Uh, you know, the rest of the country is is, is picking up. Uh, the, the the recent drop in oil prices didn't help anything, but in general, the oil and gas industry is picking up in Texas, uh, uh, Colorado, Oklahoma. Uh, in in uh, in the Dakotas, you know, things are picking up there, but Louisiana is pretty much dead in the water, and one of the main reasons for that is is the the political atmosphere that we're uh, suffering through in in Louisiana right now. Well, I'd like to talk about that in just a minute, um, and I can understand what you're talking about up in uh, North Dakota, where the Bakken is. Uh, you go across the 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 border to Montana, and there's hardly any drilling at all now. So I, I know exactly what you mean by the political um, sides of things because, you know, an imaginary line can be the difference between whether you drill or not. And I know you guys have some some different um, shale plays down there. What is down? Is it the Haynesville that's down in Louisiana? We have, we have the Haynesville that's up in the, the, the northwest corner yep. of the state. But we also have the Austin Chalk that runs oh. pretty much through the center of the state, uh, comes in through Texas, uh, right in the, basically almost the center of the state and, and goes across into, into Mississippi. That's, that's all, uh, you know, plays that can be horizontally drilled. Uh, all of the, everything up in the Haynesville are, are, are horizontal wells and they're mostly gas wells, but the Austin chalk is a combination of oil and gas. Okay. And then, uh, one more update from you before we get into the, um, powder keg of the political issues that are going on. Um, 
Lake Charles and just kind of that area, there's a lot of infrastructure or there is projected to be a lot of uh, big projects happening down there in that Lake Charles area in the petrochemical side of the oil and gas industry. Are you familiar with that at all? Do you, do you uh, is that still happening? Is the political side of things up disrupting these these things? I'd imagine it's in the news down there quite a bit as far as when they announced the billion-dollar projects last year, are those still happening, or is there anything in, to report from there? There's, there's some uh, the LPG, the liquefied petroleum gas uh, processing and shipping terminals that are being built uh, south of Lake Charles and along the Gulf Coast. Those, those projects seem to be uh, progressing as, as planned, uh, but we, we have some of the, uh, the, the refineries all along the, the – the, the uh, south section of Louisiana from Baton Rouge all the way to Lake Charles. And those things are getting caught up in, in some in some politics where uh, some of the, the tax incentives that were promised to, to these companies years ago and have always been part of the, uh, the, the, the part that attracted some of these businesses to Louisiana. We work with them to give them a tax break while they're while they were building the plants, when they when they uh, increased the, the the size of the plants, we, we, you know, Louisiana gave them a tax break. Some of those tax breaks tax breaks are now being withheld. They're not giving them. And you know, Exxon can can build a plant in Louisiana or it can build it in Texas just as easy. And yeah. you know, they don't need to have it here. And, and that's what the governor doesn't understand. It's interesting. And you brought the refinery part up in North Dakota. The same thing. They've gone through. I want to say close to two years of legal battles just to validate, and they're correct every single time, but the state and the political just hoopla law that happens is is to, I talked to um, William Prentice, the CEO of Meridian Energy Group, uh, about a month ago, and he said the new normal is attorneys when it comes to refineries. He goes, you got to spend a year in court before you can even get to the next next leg of a permit it sounds like you guys are experiencing that down there too huh well our our governor our current governor is a, a former trial lawyer and when when he took office he uh he pretty much unleashed the trial lawyers association on business and industry in louisiana and the biggest business and industry in louisiana at the time was all the gas industry so you know they're, they're having their effects uh you can you can you know i live in south central louisiana we, we, you know, the oil field in general has just gone through three years of one of the one of the worst uh, busts that the oil field has seen in, in in recent history, and the oil and gas, the, the the trial lawyers are still attacking the industry. The industry is already down, and they're they're making it worse. And you know, you, you drive along any highway in South Louisiana, Interstate 10, the the major thoroughfares. Where at, you know three, four, five years ago, you used to seeing help wanted on billboards. You saw billboards all over with with companies advertising that they needed people. They need they were looking for help. Now all you see on billboards these days are, are uh, advertising for for lawyers, and it's 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 a pretty sad situation. Well, and and really, you you're bringing up one of the issues when it comes to what's going on in the oil and oil and gas world right now is. I, I know we, and, and let's just transition right into your political stuff, because I do believe this is part of it, which is there, when you start involving attorneys and you start involving regulations and politics, it creates uncertainty in the industry. And when you have uncertainty in the industry, 
People have a hard time investing. Shareholders get nervous. People don't want to necessarily go out and start new major projects in certain shale plays until some of that uncertainty goes away. Um, is, is that kind of a, a central theme down there in Louisiana with what you're talking about with some of the political powder kegs? Absolutely. I mean, you know, nothing happens. And, and this, this is in business in general, not just the oil and gas business, but nothing happens until the bean counters get to look at everything and, and make a final decision. And if you're going to look at drilling a well in Louisiana or you can go 50 miles to the west into Texas and you have, uh, you know, a, a 30, 40 percent less risk involved in drilling a well in Texas, you're going to drill it in Texas before you before you come into Louisiana. Louisiana is, you know, we have we have we're fighting the legacy lawsuits. Mr. Keith Bowden, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Keith Bowden with Contro Oil and Gas. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Gillette, Wyoming, the energy capital of the nation. The Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th Anniversary. June 26th and 27th, it's the longest-running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the industry networking dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep Liz Cheney, U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso live feeds straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th, hosted by Energy Solutions Corp and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the Expo is always free and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're gonna party like it's 1999. Find out more at energyexposition.com. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, coming up next, we continue the conversation with Keith Bowden with Contro Oil and Gas. 30-40% less risk involved in drilling a well in Texas. You're going to drill it in Texas before you before you come into Louisiana. Louisiana is, you know, we have, we have we're fighting the legacy lawsuits. Uh, the, the the severance tax that that uh, operators pay in Texas in Louisiana is twelve point seven percent, where you cross the border into Texas and you're paying three point four percent. You know we have to we have to have a, a a level playing field to even start attracting our oil and gas 
uh, companies back. And then, you, you know, you carry this thing one step further. You can look at, at, at uh, you know, Toyota or, or Ford or carrier air conditioners or, or any of these major corporations that, you know, if, they, if they're going to consider building a new plant, do you think they're going to build it in a plant where the, the political atmosphere is sue industry or work with industry to, to attract business? I mean, you know, it's it, we just we're just shooting ourselves in the foot. So, this twelve point seven percent compared to was it three point four or something like that? That, that that's correct. Okay, so that's correct. Is that just is is that like a, a oil gas production extraction tax? Is that kind of the that's idea? Correct. Okay, that's correct. It's a, it's an extraction tax. Anything that's anything that's extracted uh, from from the, the the state of Louisiana, they they pay a tax per barrel. To, uh, 12.7% here in Louisiana. They have the same tax in Texas, but they pay 3.4%. Just like the legacy lawsuits. Legacy lawsuits are lawsuits that they they can go back and sue the operator of a, of a well from today till when it was originally drilled. They can go back and sue for millions of dollars and just sue everybody that had any type of ownership in that well from the time it was drilled to the current day. Keith Bowden is our guest. Uh, we're talking about some of the differences, quite honestly, between Louisiana's political climate and neighboring states of Texas. And well, Texas is the example we're talking about. Is this the same issue with uh, Arkansas? And um, uh, was is there is there? Well, I can't imagine there's much in Mississippi. The Tuscaloosa that's too muddy to frack right now. I mean, you got to get the ninety bucks to frack there but is there any any activity in arkansas in terms of that's a neighboring state isn't it yeah arkansas you know louisiana and texas are the are the two big producers down here right you're gonna have some some uh, you know some drilling in mississippi uh, a slight bit in in alabama and, and even uh, you know some in florida but uh you know i'm, I'm comparing but, our state louisiana that, I, that i'm familiar with to uh, texas a neighboring state that has the same type of economy, and and even, and even Oklahoma, I could imagine could get, could get thrown into the mix because that's just one yes. one more adjacent over. So, well, let's let let, let me ask you in a nutshell what uh, what's the twelve point seven all about? I mean, that's a pretty high tax. Yeah, that's that's just the tax, and you know, twelve point seven when when all companies are are getting a hundred dollars a barrel, they tend not to. Not to worry about uh, about a tax like that, but now you're talking about uh, forty to fifty dollar a barrel oil, and and every penny counts. You know, and and uh, you know the the difference between twelve point seven and three point four, or or make a an operator decide to drill in Texas over Louisiana all day long. Well, without a doubt. So what what needs to be done? I mean, how can something like that be lowered? I guess is it is it bro- like in in North Dakota, for example. They've got an extraction tax and then a production tax, and so it's two different taxes that get get melded into one. And so they're at they're at eleven and a half percent, but it's a five and six and a half. Um, so they they've got different ways that they can play with different taxes, and then they've got a trigger tax on top of that. So um, how is that twelve percent, twelve and twelve point actually thirteen percent, twelve point seven percent? Is that just a, goes into the general fund, or is that going to different places? Just ex- well, it, it's it's a pretty high tax, is what I'm getting at. That's yeah, it, Louisiana. Louisiana is uh, 
a funding project. There's there's a lot of dedicated funding that, that uh, there's really no way to change unless you change it through a constitutional convention. But the the severance tax, uh, you know, it goes into the general fund and then it's allocated from there to to the different the different uh, budget budgetary needs. The uh, the, the the tax. Uh, it would it, it can be lowered, with, you know, just with a constitutional with with a not a constitutional convention. I'm sorry, but just with a uh, a bill through the through the legislature. Sure. Uh, and, and it you know, there, but Louisiana doesn't doesn't have enough business people and especially oil people in the legislature right now, and that's one of the main reasons I'm running. We need a voice to to protect the the business and industry and especially the oil and gas industry in the in the in the legislature in, in louisiana oh you're what, now tell me about what you, what are you running for i'm running for state representative when's that election that's going to be october 12 2019 just the end of this year oh no kid well, you, you got an early start man if you're if you're already out beating the doorways down and campaigning well, you know I, I i have to take i have to you know start early because I, i've never run for political office before uh, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a career politician. This is a, this is a new thing for me. It's the first time uh, that I that I get out there and and start, you know, talking to the people on a, you know, on a, a political basis. But I just can't sit back and watch it happen and not do something about it. Well, I I know what you mean. I mean, one of the things that we do on the program is is we try to point out that you know the oil and gas industry has really done quite a bit for the economy. It's done quite a bit for. Um, communities. It's done quite a bit for governments in order to expand and do a lot of different things. And then they turn around and they continue to donate back to their local charities and governments and social pro- so- social services that a lot of times a lot of businesses do not donate to. Um, so I, I guess I, I look at what, what's happening in a lot of state political I guess rooms, whether it be the state capitals or whatever, it just seems like in these oil and gas producing states, it's pretty easy to pick on the oil and gas companies to try to get more money from them. And that's what I was asking about that twelve point seven, because in North Dakota, fifty percent of their um, tax revenue is reliant on two oil and gas taxes. Think about that. Fifty yep. percent of their state budget is now it's reliant. As bad as Saudi Arabia. It's it's what's that? <laughs> I said that's almost as bad as Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia almost almost ninety percent of their economy is based over the oil and gas. Mr. Keith Bowden, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back. We'll continue the conversation with Keith Bowden with Contro Oil and Gas. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. <laughs> First full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. 
the model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Gillette, Wyoming, the energy capital of the nation. The Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th Anniversary. June 26th and 27th, it's the longest running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the industry networking dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep. Liz Cheney, U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso live feeds straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th. Hosted by Energy Solutions Corp. and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the Expo is always free and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're going to party like it's 1999. Find out more at energyexposition.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Down in the Delta, where there is shelter, no to skelter no blues around. I'm on my way now. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, coming up next, we continue the conversation with Keith Bowden with Concho Oil & Gas. Do you have a plan then, I guess, for trying to lower some of the taxes? Or what, what, what are you trying to get out to the energy industry if you're running? Have you got a platform yet? Is it too early? Or? Well, no, my, my, you know, my, my main deal is the legacy lawsuits. That's, that's the number one, the number one uh, deal that I want to I get changed. Uh, the legacy lawsuits, like I was saying earlier, you know, right now there's no limit. There's no limit on, on the settlements that they, they can sue for. It's Texas... And I use Texas a lot because it's our neighboring state. We, you know, we, we're both big oil states, and Texas limits the amount that the lawsuit can be filed for for the, the value of the property. So you know, you can't if the if the property is worth twenty thousand dollars, you can't sue for two hundred million. You can only sue for twenty thousand dollars. It makes it justifiable because you know if there was an issue. Uh, you're paying for the property. You're paying for the value of the property, so the landowner, you know, comes out whole. Uh, the 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 other thing would be the severance tax, and I'm not sure if you're familiar, but Louisiana has a coastal erosion problem, and the the government, the the current governor, is uh, 
they're trying to, you know, put everything on the oil and gas industry for our coastal erosion problems. And, you know, it's it's a it's a back and forth deal with the coastal erosion. There's a I'm sure the oil and gas industry, the, the canals dug in the marsh did play a part, but the biggest contributor to our coastal erosion was when the Corps of Engineers built the levees along the river systems in South Louisiana and the, the prevented the natural flooding through the years to, to, to replenish the sediment in, in the marsh area. And, and that's, the, that's the, 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 the key to coastal erosion. Did the oil field, you know, the oil industry play a part in it? Yes, probably did, but it was a very minor part. And, you know, that's, that's the three things that are killing the, killing the oil and gas industry. Coastal erosion lawsuits, the legacy lawsuits, and the severance tax difference that we pay over neighboring states. That's, a, that's the things that I'm going after. But, you know, I'm going after more things than just oil and gas issues. I, I, I'm a, a true conservative. I want to attract oil and gas business, but I want to attract all business. But, you know, we're set up to deal with the oil and gas industry now. And, and that's what we need to get back, get back going and get our people back to work. Well, I tell you the thing I'd like, as long as we're talking a little uh, politics here, which, you know, that's that's normally not my forte. I've covered it for about 25 years, but um, we usually don't talk too much of it. But this is good because what I'd like to, I guess, mention to you, the thing that attracts me about the oil and gas industry is it's one of the last forms of capitalism left. And what I mean by that is, True capitalism, the type of the, the type that rewards you for hard labor, the type that rewards you for honest labor, the, the type that is perfectly uh, OK with giving back to your local community, to your churches, to your uh, nonprofits as part of their day to day operations and not just do it to try to please a marketing plan, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the oil and gas industry, it's one of the few industries left where the CEO has to talk to the roughnecks. They just do. They, they, they've got to, they, they've got to com- constantly have a communication uh, uh, chain of command up and down the line. So um, I guess that's the thing that attracted me about the oil and gas industry. And I'd like to see that those values, I guess, instilled into other areas, including government. It'd be nice to see some of those honest uh, values brought into government. Do you know what I'm talking about? Or am I, am I crazy? Is, can, you know, the, the, can you bring that into, into politics at all? Or is that just dead in the water? Well, <laughs> that, I, I think that might be a, a, a lofty issue, a lofty, lofty goal. Okay. But build the bridge to the moon. We'll, we'll it'd be easier. <laughs> you know, I'm a, I'm a 30 year oil and gas man. Before that I worked, I worked in the family business, but you know, 30 years ago, I got into the oil field and I never, I never looked back. I never regretted it. There were some days that I, you know, I didn't want to get up and get out of bed and go to work, but I did. And, you know, it's, it's a brotherhood. I mean, I'm still, I'm still talking to and and friends with people that I worked with 30 years ago. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a brotherhood. It's an experience, you know, one of us go down and, and, and everybody knows about it, you know, and it's, it's just, I don't know. I've never worked in any place else that was the the, the people were as accepting of, of, of one another as it as it is in the oil field. I just love it because you got a guy working out out on a rig and he can figure out a new vibrating tube and he can become a, you know a business owner within a matter of a couple of weeks and yep. you know and and actually the oil and gas company will help him They'll, instead of you know trying to keep him down or 
trying to no it's it's actually going to help them make more money it's going to help this guy yeah. make more money and it's going to help you know the local community they just it just i don't know i it's as a, i guess as an entrepreneur it's just you see it right away and you really appreciate it a little bit but so okay um you're obviously you know a friend to oil and gas in your in 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 your uh, campaign are there other industries, I guess, in Louisiana that you're, uh, you know, kind of looking that you're going to be a strong supporter of, whether it be tourism or whether it be, uh, I don't know, yeah, is there agriculture in, in Louisiana? Oh, yeah. There, there's uh, agriculture. I would say, the, you know, the oil and gas industry has always been the backbone of Louisiana's economy as, as long as I've been, I've been around. And agriculture plays, a, 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 you know, an extremely big role as well. We're, we're South Louisiana is a, a big sugarcane area. Okay. Uh, you start getting further up north. You have a lot of cotton that's grown up oh. north. We we have a we have a big timber industry. Uh, our seafood. We have some of the best seafood in the world. You know, we we ship uh, Gulf shrimp, uh, crabs. Uh, you know, we're South Louisiana. If you want crawfish, it's coming out of South Louisiana unless you buy some Chinese uh, stuff. You know, but. Uh, we have a, a, a tremendous seafood industry down here. Uh, like I told you, uh, growing up, I worked in the family business, which was a, a meat processing business. So uh, I'm, uh, I have a background in, in uh, processing and, and uh, manufacturing as well. And I, if, if it's a business that wants to locate in Louisiana or a, a, an owner that wants or, a, you know, an entrepreneur that wants to start a new business, I'm behind it. And anything that's going to create jobs and build our tax base without having to raise the taxes on the people, I'm for. More industry means more jobs. More jobs means a, 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 a better tax uh, base for, for, the, for the state without having to raise the tax rate. Do you got a website or anything that people can check out? Yes, I do. Uh, I have a website. It's vote, vote in, B-A-U-D-I-N.com. Mr. Keith Bowden, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment or two. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Keith Bowden with Contro Oil & Gas. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Down there, singing in that free and easy manner. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Speece on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Speece. Gillette, Wyoming, the energy capital of the nation. The Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th Anniversary. 
June 26th and 27th. It's the longest-running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the industry networking dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep. Liz Cheney, U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso, live feeds straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th, hosted by Energy Solutions Corp. and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the Expo is always free, and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're going to party like it's 1999. Find out more at energyexposition.com. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, coming up next, we continue the conversation with Keith Bowden with Concho Oil & Gas. More industry means more jobs. More jobs means a, 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 a better tax base for, for, the, for the state without having to raise the tax rate. You got a website or anything that people can check out? Yes, I do. Uh, I have a website. It's vote, vote in, B-A-U-D-I-N.com. All right. Uh, say, how about your business, your oil and gas business? Um, talk to me about that a little bit. Give yourself a little bit of a plug and, um, you know, what, what you do and um, what your company does in the oil and gas industry. Well, I'm I'm a drilling consultant. Basically, what I do is I go out to the drilling rigs. Currently, I'm 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 working for Control and Gas. I'm contracted to Control and Gas, and I go out on the drilling rig and I just make sure that everything runs efficiently, smoothly. Uh, you know, we we try and uh, do it as economically as possible uh, and safely as possible. The the big thing is always you know plan it right, follow your plan, do it safely. Everybody goes home at the end of the job with all their fingers and toes. Yeah, well, I mean, is, are you seeing more of the uh, sensors and more of the, the uh, I guess, some of the remote monitoring equipment installed on rigs more and more? Or is it still, you know, a good a, a number of guys there? What, what kind of changes are you seeing from an innovation side, I guess, would be the way to phrase a question like that? Well, you know, the, the, as all of the, the, the majority of the wheels being drilled today are all, all horizontal wheels. Right. Uh, you're seeing you're seeing newer technology as far as your mud motors, uh, your bit technology is. You know they're they're always in, in improving that. Uh, there's a there's a big push towards the rotary steerable uh, uh, tools instead of the mud motor tools, and uh, you're you're seeing uh, more remote setups. But the remote setups are still kind of you know in their infancy. If not their infancy, they're still still in their toddler stage. Uh, but you know it's it's it, it's gonna be you know 
down the road 15, 20 years from now, you know, where we have uh, 20 guys on a on a rig today, you might you might have four or five, uh, you know, in 15 years, and everything will be run uh, more more mechanized and uh, more uh, computer controlled, and you might have one one driller, you know, drilling uh, operating two or three rigs from a remote location somewhere. Well, and that you know that is already starting to happen. It's um, mm-hmm. it was refreshing to hear you say, you know, fifteen years. I, I think you're. It's, it's still. It's, I, it's, I'm, I'm thinking it's, it might be a little less, but um, it's it's it's, it's refreshing to hear at least there's you know at least another generation till it happens because I think it's not a secret to what you what, what you just said. I mean, so some people might be in denial, but it's happening. It's it's becoming more robotic, and that's for safety. It is. Uh, you know, there's there's uh, there's uh, directional companies out there that have, you know, two directional drillers on location and two MWD hands on location, and that's a pretty standard setup. But I'm seeing more and more where they're cutting one of the one of the MWD guys out, and uh, the one that's on location will work a day shift, and then the night shift will be handled by uh, some guy at a remote location in town somewhere. And this this guy that's watching the the remote monitor, he's probably watching. You know, three, maybe four different wells. Mm-hmm. And and if there's an issue, you know, he gets on the phone and he wakes up the guy that's out on location and he take care of it. But if it's a, just a normal normal operation, he just monitors it all night long and they, they go about their business. I never thought of it from that side of it, yeah, where you just kind of have a guy monitoring a half a dozen or so different places where there's inactivity going on, but there still needs to be some eyeballs on there because mm-hmm. that's the one thing that the oil and gas industry I don't think will ever – get away from is like you said just a few guys there all the time because you do you always need people there to react and to you know just there's things there's some, there's yeah. some things that a computer won't, won't ever be able to accomplish exactly exactly and it's uh, it, it'll be fewer things you know they'll, they'll they'll but they'll still need uh you know boots on the ground well and and too and, and the whole reason i bring it up is that there's there, there's just a, sh- a shift in 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 the industry and so the jobs are not going away. The jobs are shifting. So you're starting to see more, uh, you know, artificial intelligence jobs. You're seeing more engineering jobs. You're seeing more, honestly, guys that can just drive for four or five, six, seven hours a day from from rig to rig to rig to rig because that's a job now. Um, you know, and so there's there's jobs that are becoming more specialized, and then there's jobs that are just requiring, you know, more time. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's just a, I, I find it exciting. I, I think, and I've been saying this for years that uh, my kids, kids are going to be reading about this time in their history books. I really believe that, that that's, that's how special this oil and gas uh, renaissance is, is, is right now in the United States. So, all right, man, well, I'll give you some final thoughts then. I mean, I don't know if you want to plug your company more, if you want to talk about your campaign, but I like to give guests the the, the final word as we conclude our interview here. So uh, the uh, the floor is yours, sir. Well, we, we, we covered a lot of topics, and uh, I think they were all good topics. Uh, you know, uh, once again, my website is Vodan, and Vodan is spelled B-A-U-D-I-N.com. Uh, and, you know, I am a true conservative, uh, constitutional and fiscal conservative, and I, I will do anything to help business any business in louisiana to grow and prosper and do anything possible to attract new business to the state because my goal is to get the people in louisiana jobs good paying jobs that they can make careers out of that they can feed their families 
and, and live, you know, normal, happy lives. And that was Keith Bowden with Contro Oil and Gas. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All of those social media links can be available at thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. We'll be back tomorrow at this time on this radio station. For those of you streaming us on the Internet, thank you very much. And for those of you who are downloading our podcasts on the many platforms we're on, including iTunes, we appreciate that very much. Of course, all that information can be found at thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. From the staff here at the Multimedia Cafe, my name is Jason Spies. And once again, we'd like to thank Keith Bowden for joining today's program. My name is Jason Spies, asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. With construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Gillette, Wyoming, the energy capital of the nation. The Wyoming Center at the Camplex, home of the Energy Exposition 20th Anniversary. June 26th and 27th, it's the longest-running oil and gas trade show in the Rockies. You go there, you get exposed. Register your company for a booth now. Attendees can pre-register online and bypass the crowds. Don't miss the Industry Networking Dinner with keynote speaker, Governor of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. And guess who else? U.S. Rep. Liz Cheney, U.S. Senators Mike Enzi and John Barrasso live feed straight from the U.S. Capitol in Washington, D.C. Then Chansey Williams and the Younger Brothers Band perform live on stage. Awesome. Oh, and don't forget the Energy Symposium. Join in the panel discussions on the new regulations and procedures. Discover how new large projects are going to benefit you, Wyoming, and the Rocky Mountain region. Like to golf or just network? Then check out the Expo Golf Tourney, 
benefiting the Gillette College Foundation on June 25th, hosted by Energy Solutions Corp and organized by Gillette Physical Therapy. Admission to the expo is always free and the exposure is, you know, priceless. Energy Exposition and Symposium, June 26th and 27th, 2019. And you already know, we're gonna party like it's 1999. Find out more at energyexposition.com.